he's a gamer. Uh, very clearly, what he did there is why he was brought in as you know the mailman. <laughs> he was brought in. To, yeah, right. <laughs> he was brought in to deliver a win, and and he did. Welcome into episode two of My Got a Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Wood, and with me again is John Powell. You can follow us on Twitter at My Got a Podcast. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram now, both also at My Got a Podcast. If you have any questions, you can also shoot us an email at mygotapodcast at gmail.com. A couple other updates. There is now a website, mygotapodcast.com. And the podcast is now available for subscription on Stitcher, Amazon, and yes, Apple Podcasts. So for all those who asked, why aren't you on Apple? When will you be on Apple? Including my 14-year-old daughter. The answer is, now we're there. John, welcome back. It's good to talk again. Jim, good to see you, good to see you and talk. Absolutely. So um, I guess let's talk Arkansas and... Whoa. Really, the, the the funny thing is, uh, well, I was only one point away on the final score. You were, um, you were spot on. But, but but the road to getting there is not the road I expected we would take. Uh, I know we texted um, nonstop during the game, um, <laughs> and I know that was the same for you. Although, let me first say a couple of like nine game things, things that we talked about last time. You did make it to Hilton Head on time. I did make uh, it to on time. You had a slight uh, complication when the rental didn't have SEC network, but you were able to to get over that hurdle. So I uh, was. Thank you, YouTube TV and the Roku that was in here. Absolutely. So that was good. Uh, the soccer game I had talked about was canceled uh, due to wet field conditions, uh, which we were actually were super bummed about. Um, but it's getting made up this weekend. We found that out on Friday, though, so um, that changed my uh, smoking plan. So I actually ended up getting up Saturday morning and smoking, but I did not get up early enough, and the butt wasn't done until well after the game was over, so I definitely messed that up. Uh, Didn't anticipate how long it was going to cook. And I did have the uh, multiple TV set up. I had actually three games going at once, and it was a pretty epic Saturday and actually felt... um, the first sense of normalcy on a uh, on a college football Saturday for me personally. How about you? Uh, well, this was definitely not normalcy for me because we're here in Hilton Head. We're recording this with the, the Hilton Head beaches crashing waves in the background right now. Um, obviously, the, the the startup of getting getting this thing started was uh, definitely difficult for me. But you know, all in all, we were tailgating all the way down here, listening to Georgia podcasts. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, my whole family and I, we were all dressed up and decked out in our game day gear. So, you know, I, we tried to make it as normal as possible, but, uh, it was, it was definitely different. (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, um, actually one other thing before I get into the game, I did want to call out and say that I thought, uh, DJ Shockley was awesome. Um, as the color commentator on the game, uh, I was really proud uh, to see him do that. Um, just as Dog Nation, you know, former quarterback, uh, we were there, right? Um, so that was really cool to see. I, I thought he did an excellent. He job. did. He did do a really good job. I, I I enjoyed the broadcast. I 
didn't so much enjoy Dave Neal, but haven't enjoyed Dave Neal ever since he started doing this. Well, he's used to having two other Daves with him uh, when they had the three Daves uh, back in the Jefferson Pilot and or Raycom uh, days. So yeah, yeah. But he's, he's, he, he's still reeling from that loss. But all infinitely better than Beth Moen's. Uh, yeah, not, not a huge fan. <laughs> so, okay. So uh, I think we opened last week saying that the biggest talking point heading into the season was the quarterback. And that hasn't changed at this point, has it? Worst, <laughs> worst reveal ever of the starting quarterback when they, I, I really thought that they were going to hold it back, but I guess that there was something happened. I can't remember exactly what happened, but there was a delay before the, the, the Georgia offense trotted out on the field and they showed him in the huddle. And yeah, there was a penalty, right? Wasn't there like a penalty on the kickoff? Yeah, there was. I can't remember either. But yeah, yeah, it was. It there was, was something funky. Yeah, and they were like, "Who's it going to be?" And and then they they panned over to the, the huddle, and he was very clearly in the huddle. I was like, "Oh, well, it's definitely going to be him." <laughs> right, right. Worst record uh, ever. Right, right. Yep. And then, honestly, so uh, <laughs> it's it's funny. Uh, um, thinking of what we talked about last week um, now, right? I mean, we were, uh, well, I, I was super excited about Mathis. I couldn't wait to see what he was going to do, had gotten really excited. And honestly, after the, through the first drive, I still, I still felt that. Um, and honestly, I'll say again, too, I mean, I was shocked that he was pulled as, as soon as he was. I, I didn't expect that. And I, I hadn't, um, I'm emotional, during games and I will not talk about some of the things that I like think through it in my head. Cause it's just, you know, I'm like irrational fan at times. Um, <laughs> that hadn't crossed my mind yet. I, I, I find that interesting. Um, Cause I've definitely thought that in the past switch quarterbacks and I wasn't thinking that when it happened yet. Really? Were you? Had you had, yeah. Had you already thought that let's go to, mm. and I don't know where the other thing is too. I mean, Stetson Bennett, like I just that wasn't in that wasn't entering my mind. It was, we were so focused on is Daniels cleared, is he not? And clearly he wasn't. Um, when they sent Bennett out there, I, I I was shocked, and maybe that's bad on me, but I was surprised. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a, it was always a possibility, right? Stetson was basically an emergency plan, in my opinion. Um, yep. he became a step up, you know, maybe emergency plan. A as opposed to emergency plan B um, when Jamie Newman decided to depart. Um, so Mathis, Mathis was very clearly going to be the guy for quite some time. I mean, I wasn't surprised. I was, I was actually impressed that, that we, we pivoted to Stetson um, so quickly because I think that it was very obvious in my opinion, it was pretty obvious that the offense was sputtering with him in the game. Um, uh, you know, it was, I, and you can't you can't deny statistically the difference, right? I know dog stats uh, through some through some numbers together. Which if uh, shout out to dog stats, if you're not following dog stats, it's dog d a w g obviously uh, underscore stats on Twitter. Um, he is really awesome. Works with Bulldog Illustrated, and is now teamed up with the guys at Chapel Bell Curve. Um, they've got some collaboration items going on. So so definitely check out dog stats. But he showed the statistic the offensive statistical uh differences of the the game as opposed to 
you know, when we switched to, to Bennett and the offense was basically on par statistically with other SEC winning teams for the weekend is what I believe he had on Twitter. Right. Um, once Bennett entered the game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you definitely saw that in the, in the, the, the quarterback rankings as well. I mean, if you look at the stats, you know, statistically, I think, you know, in that same Twitter thread that I, we had going with dog stats, Graham coffee, I believe it was um, mentioned. He, he, he threw up a screenshot of the, of the quarterbacks um, ranked. And if you look at it from a statistical grade standpoint, um, Stetson and Kyle Trask had the same, basically the same, the same kind of r- ranking. Uh, right. I did see that. Yep. For all, for all of the quarterbacks, which was number five in the country. So right. uh, had you had told me, had you had told me a week ago that Stetson Bennett was going to be the number five graded quarterback this weekend, I probably would have thought you were drunk. However, right. in retrospect, it was really good. Um, I think that Stetson came out, you know, when Stetson was in, you know, obviously he was, he, he really sparked the offense. I think that it really highlights the, the, the benefit of having an experienced quarterback who knows what to do with the football and it's probably, you know, really part of the reason why that starting quarterbacks when they're returning uh, tend to do, tend to perform better um, than 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 true freshman quarterbacks. Um, right. What we saw on display was a quarterback that wasn't too sure in Mathis. Um, it seemed like he didn't know exactly what he should do with the football. Um, I felt like that his decision making was not up to par. Um, he made some decisions where he, he gave the ball when he should have kept it. He kept it when he should have given it. Um, mm-hmm. And probably, and, I, and there's a, there's a, an image of Kirby smart out there of his eyes, of his eyes on the quarterback after he came off the field. I can't remember if it was the first or the second time that he ran out of bounds, but man, he ran out of bounds twice at the wrong spot. <laughs> so the first time, I, right? I'm not. I, I know what you're talking about, and I'm not sure when that happened in the game either. Uh, my guess would be either in. I think it was. For, it was still the first quarter um, when he he went out of bounds a yard shy, um, and yeah. I don't know if he thought he already had the first down. You got to be aware of the sticks, right? That's not an excuse. That you, you, you can't make that mistake. Um, or was he shy because of that first hit he took? Either one of those, those that ran through my head as well. Um, or I, there was, he also did it again, though, right? When he came yeah. back in, when they brought him back in. So, all right. So actually, let I want to dive in a, a little bit on Mathis, because I kind of want to come to his defense a, a little bit. And I want to pull two things together. So first off, I, I, this works well with a question that we got. Um, so friend of the show, Tim Riley. Um, you guys can follow Tim on Twitter at T rally dog. Um, he came in with this, uh, long time listener, first time caller, (laughs) (laughs) obvious opening is the Dwan Mathis project over. Does he transfer and turn into Justin Fields 2.0 proving Kirby can't functional functionally utilize a dual threat quarterback, which my, the first thing I said to him was, I don't know that I can even talk about that. This, this is a nightmare question. <laughs> um, way to go, Tim. Thank you. Thank you for making us discuss this. So I want to, again, uh, reference something that was on the new Chapel Bell Curve dog, dog stats. Battle Hymnal. Collaboration. 
Battle Hymnal. Okay, so I actually watched the um, the part that the, the the beginning of that yesterday. That's on Periscope. It was brought up in there, and I think it was Dog Stats actually that, that brought this up. That you know someone had said to him basically that Mathis didn't look the same after he took that. I mean, that was a monster hit he took at the end of our first drive, right? Yeah. And um, you know Nathan uh, from Chapel Hill Curve chimed in and said, you know that's definitely possible, um, and that by the way he felt that was targeting, which I absolutely agree. That doesn't help. That's not going to change whether he took, like if the hit's going to shake him up regardless, if, if that is the case, right. Whether it's targeting or not, I thought it was targeting, but whatever. I'm, I'm, I am a Georgia fan. So I'm not ready to give up on Mathis. And I know Kirby is not going to, you never know what's going to happen. Um, he, he's got to be ready to play. Um, I'm going to say, no, I don't think he transfers and turns into Justin Fields 2.0. That's my opinion today. As of what we have going on right now, things may change though when Brock Vandegrift steps on campus next year. That changes the whole story for everything. So, so we'll see. But as for right now, I'm not ready to give up on him. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I think that you know the the knock on Mathis, in my opinion, wasn't so much just like it was the whole body of of work. It wasn't like the he did anything yeah. one one thing wrong. On third down, you know, uh, a buddy, Patrick, um, guy I work with, he was saying that um, it seemed like every third down there was a there was a there was a self-inflicted wound, a penalty or something like that would happen that would pull us back. And it even happened as as Stetson got into the game, too, like something it's two steps forward, one step back. And you saw that in the stat line. You know, we basically gave up almost an entire football field. Uh, worth of penalties, and when you when you do that to yourself over the course of, and we we racked up those numbers in one half. So when right. you, when you're doing that, well, the first quarter we lost more yardage via penalties than we gained offensively. Right, right. that's crazy. <laughs> when you're doing those types of things, making those kinds of mental mistakes, um, it it yeah it sputters the entire offense. And maybe you know now that I'm talking out loud about this, like maybe that's what was maybe that's also something that was jiving against him it felt like that whenever mathis was in that there was just bad juju i don't, I don't know <laughs> you're right and that that was what was i i kept feeling like like what's going on like why can't mathis get the support that bennett got and so i don't know if there's anything to that or not i don't know like is it command of the huddle is it just well so when he came when mathis came back in though i mean he was not playing with first stringers Mm-mm. Right, so that, at that point we'd kind of emptied the bench, so that makes more sense. Um, and may, an opening drive, you know, the couple penalties I mentioned. I mean, it was the first drive we had no spring practice, not a shocker, right? Um, but I mean, that stuff did continue <laughs> for his whole time in. Yep. But at, I guess at the same time, it didn't stop right away when uh, Stetson came in. It's not like Stetson came in uh, and immediately led a touchdown drive or anything like that. Like it, it did take still a little while to get to get going. So. Um, so I, I, I have a theory on that and you want to hear it? Um, sure. Well, I'm going to tell it to you anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. So here's my theory. You know, one of the things that I saw with Mathis that, um, was a big knock for me was there were several plays when he had open looks and he just overthrew the receiver. Maybe the receiver ran a wrong route there was another there was one. well i was gonna say the burt the burton one i think they weren't on the same page the pick right um and there was also he, he threw a pretty nice ball to that ball in the end zone to pickens right that pickens caught but he was out of bounds although i'll say he made the wrong read 
uh, Burton was actually wide open on the other side of the field. He was in single coverage and beat his man. So he, and he, I think he locked on to pick again. So. Again, he made the wrong decision. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. He absolutely did on that one. He made a good throw or, but it wasn't perfect, obviously, because it was out of bounds. Um, he made a, I guess, decent throw, um, but he made the wrong read. And I, if, if I'm, if I'm a betting man, I'm guessing that, that Mathis is, pretty much relegated to mop up duty at this point moving forward. I call me crazy. I just think that Kirby is the type of guy. He made that decision with with Fromm. He stuck with the hot yeah. hand. He stuck with the hot hand until he got outplayed. No one outplayed him mm-hmm. and two five stars had to transfer because of it. Uh, right. do yeah. I do I think do I think that that's necessarily what is is going to happen here? You know, I, it would not shock me at all to see Stetson Bennett trotting out start to 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 run the offense to start the game. Um, Jake yeah. Daniel will make an appearance um, just to give him some some duty. But in my opinion, yeah. at this point, you know, Kirby's got decision to make: Do I go with a kid that has never taken a snap with this team at all, or do I go with a guy that has been with this program for a very long time? Has very clearly wanted to be a Georgia Bulldog all of his all of his career, and right. left, came back, and came in in a situation that you know probably wasn't ideal, but you know he made the best of it, and frankly he outplayed the starting four star quarterback, five eleven Stetson Bennett, mailman, <laughs> mailman, how, whatever we're going to call him. Uh, I, I feel like we're missing yeah. out if we're not. I, I like Stet the Jet. I, I can't yeah. remember. I, I think I heard Jeff Dancer say that. I, I like Stet the Jet, but I mean, you know, mailman's cool too. Uh, question, question: Who's your favorite mailman from Georgia? Stetson Bennett or Newman on Seinfeld? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with Stetson for sure. Yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> for those who don't know, Wayne Knight, who played Newman, is a Georgia grad. So. But yeah, I mean, I the, the offense definitely was better uh, when Stetson Bennett came in. I mean, you, you can't deny it, right? You, you can't deny it. We, we saw it, and then statistically we've seen it well. Like I, we pointed out from dog stats, so definitely recommend following him on Twitter. What I'm really happy about, though, is that we're not talking about Georgia's player of the game, Jake Camarda. Because- right. <laughs> Because right. had we been talking about how good he was, we probably would be in. <laughs> I would probably would be yeah, three to the true. right now. Now, he, he he was the SEC uh, special teams player of the week, so that that was pretty cool. And I mean, you know, his pro- The one thing I'll say about him is last year his problem was it wasn't the long kicks. I mean, he's always had the booming leg. It was those pin them inside, you know, inside the twenty. Generally, what you're trying to get, but. I mean, he was doing better than that. You know, he, those first three punts, which we were punting too frequently, obviously, but they were great. They were very well executed. So he, he did have a good game. But yes, it's great that that's not the only thing we have to talk about. Um, yeah. um, I'll say, too, another weird thing from, you know, first, first quarter, first half to the rest of the game was the run game. I mean, it was non existent. I would put a lot of that on the line, I feel like. I feel like, you know, wasn't a lot of room um, for whoever was in there, whether it was White, whether it was Cook, or whether it was McIntosh. Um, although I did love that, I think it was the first play when Stetson Bennett came in was a toss sweep to James Cook, which just, uh, I don't know, that got the, the blood flowing for me. I loved, loved the toss sweep. Um, and it was, a success, it was a successful play. So, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, you mentioned you mentioned the the toss sweep. I think that one of the surprising things that I felt, you know, at the beginning of the game was that we weren't really attacking the edges. I think I mentioned that to you. It was like, yes, I feel, I feel like we were not doing. We weren't going with outside runs. We were doing all this inside inside zone reading, you know, three four yards. Yeah. Which, you know, I know that that's been, I mean, that's been like the the staple of the Rick <laughs> Smart. But, well, like, well it's, it's it's been the Kirby Smart. I mean, that was um, that was Coley, right? And that was that was Cheney before. Like that's kind of our bread and butter play. And I I, I submitted an Ask CBC question to a Chevy Bill Curve of um, was Munkin trolling us? by running inside zone on, on his first, for his first play call. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I just, I, I never really felt like that. They, once they started to, when Stetson came in, like you mentioned, when he first came in, you know, they did a toss sweep. I don't think that they ran toss sweep at all with Mathis. No, I agree. I, I, I mean, I haven't gone back and looked, but I believe that's correct. That's how I remember it at least. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, the things definitely turned, I mean, the, the play calling, changed which i guess makes sense right i mean you're going from a six foot six dual threat quarterback to a five foot 11 guy although i mean i was uh, impressed with with stetson's running ability right yeah i mean that, that two-point conversion I mean, that was impressive dude that's that two-point conversion is why he is on this team that kid showed incredible grit when i saw when I saw him go outside, I was like, oh, here we go. He's going to miss this, and it's going to mess up. He's, there's no way he's going to get there. But when I saw him make that second effort and stretch his arm out and hit that pylon with that football, that is the it factor that this kid has that everybody has always talked about. Well, it goes back to the Rose Bowl practices, exactly. right? When That's what we heard from Mel Tucker talking about how Stetson Bennett ran the scout team, right, and was basically – playing the part of Baker Mayfield. Yep. Um, and he, there, a lot of talk came out of that after, at, well, after we won the Rose Bowl, right? There's a lot of talk of that. That's why they are prepared for Baker Mayfield. Yeah. The kid is, he's a gamer. Uh, very clearly what he did there is why he was brought in as, you know, the mailman. <laughs> he was brought in. To, yeah, right. <laughs> he was brought in to deliver a win and, and he did. He did. Absolutely. So let's go through some other things because there were some interesting things that happened actually. So passing leader, we both said uh, Mathis. <laughs> Obviously, that didn't happen. We belabored that, but uh, Stetson Bennett did throw for 211 yards, um, uh, which I think is more than we were even looking for Mathis to throw for. So probably, um, probably impressive. Um, okay, so receiver is interesting though. So this is funny. So I said. Let's. Who will be second receive, leading receiver to Pickens? Because obviously Pickens is going to do the most. I took D. Rob, and you took Landers. The funny thing is, Kiaris Jackson was the leading receiver for the game, yardage wise, with sixty-two yards. And I'm, I'm embarrassed to say we didn't even mention him. I, I actually wanted, I meant to, and I forgot because um, I've had jotted down Burton's name to make sure I didn't forget it. I didn't think I would forget Jackson. Um, but I did. Okay, uh, so the only other offensive prediction we, we, we talked about was who would be the leading rusher. Uh, I will say I got that correct. Uh, I went with I, well, I, I went with the obvious route. You actually, you know, you you went out on a ledge, went, went with Cook. Um, I think you, although you did caveat, you you expected him to to make a big impact in the running game, or sorry, in the, in the passing yeah. game, right? Um, but so Cook had 26 yards rushing on seven carries, and Zamir White had 71 on 13 carries with a touchdown. I got to say, I saw something from Zamir White on Saturday 
that I hadn't seen yet. Um, and that was just his, like, I'll say shiftiness. I mean, I'm not saying he has like the dead, the dead leg of DeAndre Swift or anything like that, but he made multiple cuts that I, ha- I mean, maybe he did those in high school, but I haven't seen him do that at Georgia. I hadn't noticed it in, in the game, but when they showed the replay of it, I was like, wow, that, yeah. I mean, he definitely made some guys miss. I was really happy. I mean, his knee seemed like it was holding up really well. And, you know. Both. Both knees. Yeah. Well, his knee. Yeah. The most recent knee was holding up well. Right. But, yeah. I mean, you, you talk about success stories. I hope that he continues to get more opportunities and carries. And um, if we can get a consistent passing game, which I think, you know, moving forward as we look at previews and things like that, you know, had, had I been Arkansas, you know, I would have been bringing the house the whole time. I mean, I think they were bringing five people every time, you know, when Stetson was dropping back um, until, until Georgia could prove the passing game, you basically would have to attack them in my opinion until they prove that they can beat you with, uh, with the arm. And right. Well, and Pittman made some pretty ill-advised decisions. And I, well, I guess I don't know. Uh, It all falls on the head coach. So I will say Pittman, but it could have been a Bryles thing, but, uh, you know he's their offensive coordinator, but you can override as the head coach. The and I, I did say, if you'll recall, uh, that I watched for some trick plays from them, right? Because I just felt like for Pittman coming back to Arkansas, um, with just with his personality, I felt like he would do that to try to energize the team and get them to believe, right? As an underdog, uh, but <laughs> those blew up in his face. I mean that the double reverse. Um, that I think is the play that resulted in the safety. Uh, that did not go well. Uh, and then there was another one uh, when they were in the red zone that you know that we also uh, snuffed out that led to them having to you know kick a field goal to get them only to ten instead of to fourteen. <laughs> so uh, that that didn't go great. Um, and then the other thing I did want to mention out back with back with Zamir White and the <laughs> you brought up the most recent uh, eight you know. Uh, ACL tearing his knee. If you recall when that happened, do you remember all the blow up behind that with Kirby Smart and everyone getting mad at Kirby because it happened in practice with him on the punt team? And everyone said, why is a five-star recruit on the punt team? And why is he practicing punt team? We saw why on Saturday. Dude blocked a punt. He blocked right? I mean, punt. so that was awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. Scott Cochran. Let's let's pivot and let's talk about special teams real quick. So that's another embarrassing omission from the opener. Although I'll say, you know, first show jitters. I guess uh, we forgot to talk about Scott Cochran. Holy moly! What it, I mean, the special teams and I, Kirby today in his press conference was kind of uh, downplaying it, saying, "Well, they weren't really that great. They sure looked great to me. It was unbelievable. <laughs> it was unbelievable. You they blocked a punt." Uh, kickoffs for touchbacks. Brant, new kicker who was having to replace Hot Rod, which I heard today uh, as I listened to um, the Bulldog Brunch uh, with Jeff Dancer and Kevin Butler uh, on tape delay. And I think they said we've gone from Rod to Pod was their line. So I, I, I like that. He was two for two, although he did get a mulligan on his first. Hey, Sam, Sam Pittman again, first time head coach. Shouldn't have called the timeout. Yeah. Um, uh, but he, you know, he made up for it. The and the return game. How about I mean, Kenny McIntosh on returns was awesome. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I love that. And I'll give a, a shout out to my wife. She actually had a really good line. Uh, when Macintosh had his first big return, she came in heavy with, how about them apples? Which I love. So I thought that was good. <laughs> Macintosh apples. All right. All right, Kim. She's from, she's, she's from Washington State. So okay. You got six, six kickoffs, five touchbacks. Kenny McIntosh had two returns. Uh, quickly, touchback is Tony Waller's favorite play in, in football. Uh, Shout hey, out to Tony Waller. Which is, I'm, I'm in the same boat. <laughs> I'm in the same boat. I remember, we're, you know, you and I came from the, the period of per, special teams purgatory of, you know, we like a challenge. We like a challenge. Uh, the, no, the directional kickoff. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Never again. Never yeah. again. Just kick it out the back of the end zone, guys. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Which, which uh, you know, we'll get to the Auburn. Um, Auburn, Auburn, uh, they like to run it out of the end zone. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Next episode. Next episode. <laughs> uh, then, you got, then you got the the two returns from Jackson. You know, he averaged 17 yards a, a return. Stevenson, he averaged 23 a return. We had a block punt. Uh, I mean, the our opponents really didn't get much – in the way of special teams returns. I mean, yep. up, up, a, a, any way you slice it, if Kirby's downplaying that, I didn't see that in the press conference, but you know, any way you slice it, the, the special teams was the bright shining star of the first half, if not the entire game. Well, yeah, I mean, that was the, the talking point at, at halftime uh, was basically Jake Camarda as the player of the game, right. At the, you know, to that point. Yeah. So, which again, you know, happily we haven't been talking about the whole that the whole podcast, but uh, but yeah, absolutely. No, you're right. What was, well, there was a stat at one point during the game. You know, I didn't have it written down for this, but uh, you know, UGA their average starting position was like the 38 yard line when they took a possession over, uh, whereas Arkansas was basically starting on their own 17, I think it was, or something like that. And that's largely because Camarda was pinning them back inside the 10 yard line, right. All right, I found the quote uh, from the press conference today. So Kirby Smart's on the special teams. I wasn't exactly ecstatic about the special teams. We missed some opportunities. The return game, we left some plays out there. I mean, the man's a perfectionist <laughs> because yes. I, was ec- I was ecstatic. Uh, so he was not exactly ecstatic. I was. So, um, right. But it, I, 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 I love that he's saying that. I love that he thinks that way. I'm a fan. I don't have to think that way. I was blown away. Um, and I think we did kind of question, okay, we didn't talk about it last week, but uh, in general, I think folks questioned Kirby's decision to hire a strength coach who's never been a position coach in college football, right, as the special teams coordinator. And at least after game one, looks, uh, looks kind of like the smartest guy in the room for doing that. So far, so far worth every penny. And I have a few Absolutely. And I have a feeling that that's going to be a running theme. The guy is just a motivator. It seems like. I mean, yeah. Oh, absolutely. When 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 he when Kirby first came on board, all of the Alabama faithful were most concerned about whether or not he was going to take Cochran with him when he hundred percent. So 100%. The, fact that, the fact that he eventually did come because you know Saban made a mistake and you know fr- frankly let him go. Maybe it wasn't a mistake, but you know whatever you know. 
Yeah. Saban didn't have a need for him anymore. And frankly, right. feel like he was, he, he wasn't going to elevate him to position coach. Yeah. Right? I, I think that's kind of the bottom line. Yeah. He wasn't going to elevate him to position coach, which, you know, whatever Kirby, we, we happen to have a need for it. And said, Hey Scott, why don't you come over here? And he said, you know what? I'm going to come over there. And so far it's been, it's been pretty phenomenal in my opinion, from a recruiting standpoint, as well as from a special team standpoint. Absolutely. All right, let's uh, let's talk defense again. Oh man, let me let me let me, let me read you the Kirby quote because again, on. I let me. Okay, go for it. Let me fan myself to cool off from the thought of the Georgia defense. Hold on. I'm... <laughs> All right, here, 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 Kirby. Let me let uh, Kirby throw throw some water on you. <laughs> it was one hundred percent evident watching the tape. The defense wasn't as good as it seemed. And the offense wasn't as bad as it seemed. Oh, he goes to that as well. Uh, we need to get it cleaned up. It's that simple. So again, Kirby loves the attitude. You go coach. You go tell those guys that, and you coach them up and get them to continue improving. But as a fan, the defense. Holy cow! And, and I'll say too, um, the, the the touchdown drive should have ended. Uh, there was a third down conversion on pass interference, and I, I'm not saying it was a bad call. It was the right call. Stokes absolutely held the receiver. Yeah, but. Franks also totally overthrew the receiver. Um, if he had just, I mean, and again, Stokes doesn't know that. And there are good pass interferences, right? If you're gonna, if the guy's gonna be wide open, 15 yard penalty is a lot better than the touchdown. So I get that he doesn't. He he should have remembered though what we talked about with Felipe Franks. <laughs> um, they, I mean, because he overthrew the guy so far, the ball went out of bounds. There's no way he would have caught it. But again, the, the hold was so egregious. Uh, the ref's gonna say, well, it was uncatchable because he you know interfered. So I get that. I'm not saying it was a bad call, but. How do you let him go? The, the drive ends. That extends the drive, and then, you know, um, I, I'm trying to remember the actual play, right? Um, uh, the touchdown. I think it was actually on the count. I think, but um, I think he gave that up. But uh, he sure made up for it throughout the rest of the game. Yeah, I think LeCount, LeCount, and uh, and Stokes both had uh, pass interference, which you know, yeah. you, you you look at that and it's like when those. I think when those. When those two pass interference calls happened, I was kind of thinking, second guessing our, you know, our, our two key players, but they, oh, came, no. they they came back. Sixteen possessions, eight three and outs, three interceptions, and a safety. Um, I mean, it, it was unbelievable. <laughs> it was unbelievable, and I and also I, you know, like we talked about, you actually said something about like when LeCount. And Stokes were on the same side of the field. That excited you. And what do we get? Two picks from LeCount. The one should have been a pick six. If if any of his convoy had peeled off oh, to get that one guy yeah. behind him, he scores, right? Which then, uh, which, uh, not to bring it back up, but then that's also, we did, didn't get any points out of that, by the way. That was because that was the, the Mathis pick uh, with the mix-up with Burton. Um, and I can't remember if it was that pick or the other one for LeCount. There was a beautiful jumping, one-handed grab yeah uh, there's a great uh picture i think um i don't even i don't know who took the picture but I, i've seen it on twitter great picture um of that and then i mean the the pick six not the, not the best um throw by by franks not, not the best read um and the, the first i i think actually it was that one-handed one right where i mean franks was thrown off his back foot like i don't know what he was doing so he uh, I think we kind of nailed it on, on him. Yeah, uh, with our predictions, but uh, yeah, but also we, you know, great plays from from LeCount and Stokes, and I mean, um, really 
everyone was flying around. I mean, Nicobe Dean looked awesome. Uh, Monty Rice looked awesome, which we knew was going to happen anyway. We talked about both year. of those guys. The first play of the game, Monty Rice just came in there and snuffed out a screen. It was amazing. Um, Nicobe Dean flying around. Nolan Smith flying around. Uh, scene was flying around. Everyone. It, it was a... I don't know. I, you know. Kirby can say what he wants, and he's he's moving. Motiv- when he's talking to the media, he's talking to his players, right? Because that all gets back to them, and he's motivating them. Um, oh yeah. So I uh, hope the players aren't listening to us. You're you need to work on stuff. Rat, rat poison. <laughs> rat poison. Right. Right. Rat poison. Well, dog oh, stats. Yeah. Dog stats also had a uh, a number of infographics out there on on just how amazingly awesome the Georgia defense was. Uh, during the game because they yeah. were basically, you know, basically they were, if, if you were, if you were an offense, the average SEC offense on any given play there, you're basically not going to make any successful. <laughs> you are not going to have much success running right. a play against this Georgia defense on average. Yep. Uh, yeah. It was incredible. Absolutely incredible. All right, what 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 I I've I've dominated topics. Do, do you have any anything else you wanted to hit on? Uh, halftime adjustments. Let's talk about halftime adjustments. You know, uh, obviously Stetson Bennett was a was a big was a big part of that, but we we talked about how there was a, there was such a pivot between the first half and the second half. You got to go back to the coaching staff. I mean, Kirby gets paid the big bucks and we brought Munkin in, we're paying him the big bucks. Um you know, you got to give it yep. to the coaches. You got to give it to the coaches for coming back with a game plan that got us a victory. And I think that had we all, I felt like I was in an alternate universe in the second half. You know, <laughs> we're here, we're here in Hilton, we're here in Hilton Head, and you know, I think my wife, you know, towards the tail end of the first half, she was like, you know what, I'm gonna get out of here. We're gonna go for a walk. We're gonna get out. Of here. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get out of here the kids the kids left uh i think it was just me and my son and my daughter and we were just kind of hanging out uh my oldest daughter and um you know my son and i were watching the game we were just not really feeling it and then the second half rolled around and just you know time's ticking away you know my wife's te- texted me you know hey how's it going you know we're at the beach you're gonna be coming down it's like how's the game going <laughs> it's like well we're we're winning <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you gotta give it to the coaches. You do. Uh, I. I mean, it's. It's also. It is kind of you to give it to the coaches. But let's uh, face the reality that the actual change was because you and I changed our wardrobe. At <laughs> so I. I put out on Twitter. So are we changing clothes at halftime or what? And I got a you know a lot of laughter and likes coming back. And then I retweeted myself and said. Guys, this was not a rhetorical question. Like I was actually looking for input. Are we changing clothes or not? Thank you, uh, Hunter Jones. Hunter Jones said, yes, we've already changed. I went and changed. You changed. RIP to the new uh, game day polo. Sorry. Um, yeah, rest in peace and- to my game day polo. <laughs> I, I also changed. I think you and I, like, I, I was like, I got I to gotta change this up, Lindsay. I got to change this up. We got to get, we got to get, I got a new hat. I, I switched my hat. I switched my shirt. I did everything. I think my mistake was I got I dressed like I was going to the game, but I was at home, so I was wearing like pants and uh, my polo and like everything, right? And I went and ch- I went sweatpants, t-shirt, pullover, different hat, boom, <laughs> magical. You know, magical. That, that's exactly that's exactly what it was. Um, so the only other thing that we haven't touched on, 
which I'm I'm actually kind of disappointed in you, Jim. Because I know what you're gonna say. I was gonna go there. I was about to go there, but you say it. The tight end is back in Athens. <laughs> they do exist. Oh, they do they exist. Do. <laughs> they do. And you actually, and I, again, kudos to you. You did bring up uh, Fitzpatrick uh, on the on the pregame uh, show. Uh, he looked good. He looked good. He scored a touchdown. I, I don't know if you saw. He said he's he's not quite sure when the last time he scored a touchdown was. I that, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I was happy for him for that. Um, but and then Washington, Washington, which we we were talking about. I couldn't remember if he had been hurt or not. I, I mentioned his name is from that aspect. But uh, if you haven't seen on Twitter uh, the chip block where he absolutely pancaked Arkansas's defensive end, uh, you gotta go arm. find that. Unbelievable. It with, was unbelievable. With one arm. Yep. I mean, he was out there. Uh, you know, he, he, had, he had a couple good catches. Uh, the tight end was awesome. And I will, say, awesome. I will say that we, as an offense, need to figure out ways to get that guy involved in the game. He reminds me, the way that he was moving on the field, he reminds me of Leonard Pope. Well, he's got the size, right? Yeah. yeah. Leonard Pope, super tall, similar build. Yep. Well, I, I feel like Washington looks – he looks, uh, I mean, even a little more athletic, like a little bit more lean than Pope. Probably, I mean, definitely, but, I mean, the way he was moving. I mean, he's huge. The, but... way, he, the way he was moving, <laughs> the way he, he was catching the balls, like, we just got to figure out ways to get that guy the ball. All right, I, I do have one other thing. And I was going to just say that the, uh, I, I, liked, I liked the alternate uniforms. I thought they looked good. I'm glad that we won so that we could maybe someday wear them again and we don't have the uniform police all freaking out maybe that at we Tennessee. lost in. in yeah. Well, I, that is, I would love to wear the red pants at Tennessee someday because, again, yeah. Herschel, Bill Bates, it just makes sense. Um, so I, I thought they looked good. I, uh, the jerseys especially. I, the, I liked the jerseys even more than the pants. Those jerseys, I would be okay with those being our full-time road jerseys. I love the stripes on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. I love the font. Uh, again, uh, Chance Dog 19, uh, he, he was the biggest on the font. I know he doesn't like the, the normal font or the current font. Uh, with the block font, I think it looked, looked great. Um, the pants, they weren't as awesome as I, I thought they were going to be. It's not the same that they weren't awesome. Uh, but I, I think they would probably look better at night maybe than at day. And then also, again, <laughs> give my wife some credit. She was saying, like, could it be the pants up against the shade of what Arkansas is wearing, right? Like a, the yeah. burgundy versus the red, I think kind of made it look a little different, right? Um, so it wasn't quite as awesome as I was expecting, but the, the jerseys absolutely were. So the last thing on the uniforms I'll say is if you liked the red pants, uh, wanted to do a giveaway for our listeners. So I mentioned Chance Dog earlier. Uh, he's the founder and operator of 7-6 Apparel. I know we've mentioned them before. Um, so we're doing a giveaway for our listeners. They came out with four T-shirts to commemorate the red pants reveal, the throwback uniforms. So here's how you can enter. You need to go follow us on any of our social channels. Again, we're My God a Podcast on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram. Look for the post that references the 7-6 giveaway you need to like that and make sure you follow that account. And what I'll say is you can enter multiple times. So we'll consider each 
social channel you follow us on as an entry. So you can enter up to three times. So what we're going to do is on Sunday, the day after the Auburn game, we will go through all of the entries and randomly pick a winner. And then we will announce the winner on our Auburn review episode. So thanks for thanks to Seven Six Apparel for agreeing uh, to enable us to do this giveaway. Pretty excited about it. All right, John. Well, hey, you know there were some ups and downs. Like we said, we, we the game kind of ended with I think where we expected it to end. The road to get there is not what we expected. <laughs> uh, the largest victory in the entire SEC, too. That is true. That is true. That is true. There were silver linings all over the place. Well, I mean, we won by 27 points, so that, that's that's always a good thing. And a win is a win. Feels good to be one and zero in the SEC. Absolutely. Thanks, Jim. All right, man. It's good to talk to you, and we will talk again soon uh, and get out for our Auburn preview. Go dogs! Go dogs! Top flight, hold you tight, get you there by daylight. Do you ride over night mail?